Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Wait, You're a Scout. Very exciting, we're now at episode 11. Uh, This week I'm interviewing Alex from Scout Radio. Uh, A couple of weeks ago he interviewed me at Gilmore Reunion, so I thought it was only right to interview him back. So uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the interview. Uh, Oh, yes. You are recording the call. Yeah, so you'll get a copy of this at the end. Um, hopefully, I'm going to get this out next week. So mm-hmm. it'll follow on quite nicely. And then uh, I've actually got Mike from Scoutadelic. We finally managed to meet right. an interview. So, uh, yeah, cool. So, hi, Alex, and welcome to Wait, You're a Scout. Hi, uh, great to be here. It's great to see you again. Um, it was great to meet you at Gilwell Reunion and uh, interview you. And now I'm in the hot seat and you're interviewing me, which is kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah, I will. I'll try and be nice. Depends on uh, what comes up. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for having me on the stage at Gilwell Reunion. Uh, if you haven't already listened to it, our interview was out last week on the podcast. And yeah, listen to Scout Radio as well. Their website's great. Uh, <laughs> so, Alex, how did you, first of all, let's start with scouting. How did you get into scouts? So uh, scouting is one of those weird things for me where it's something that I've always done and I never made a conscious decision to start because my parents are leaders and, uh, you know, without having physically done it, I'm pretty sure I was born with a neck around my neck. Um, <laughs> but, you know, before I even like made the call, I, didn't, I, never, I never chose to. It was just, you know, my parents are leaders. Off I went to beavers when I was the right age. I'm pretty sure I started being a beaver before I was actually beaver age because I would go along anyway when I was like four or five, you know, just because they would probably be there as well um, as leaders or something. So I'm pretty sure my mom was a beaver leader. So I was probably at beavers before I was a beaver. Um, And I can sort of remember as well, like being at cubs before I was a cub because for one reason or another, you know, both my parents were busy that night. So I I had to go with my mom. So I remember being a beaver. And being a like at a cub night and like thinking, oh, the cubs are doing so many cool activities. I can't wait to be a cub, yay! <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's funny. Like I think a lot of people do make a decision to join scouting. I think like I guess I make the decision every day to stay in scouting. So I guess <laughs> that's my choice. But yeah. for something that you would like observe externally and then choose to join because you see what it's like, I never really did that. If that makes sense. Okay. So whereabouts did you start scouting? What group were you with? Uh, okay, so this is interesting because I, I had a slightly odd childhood in the sense that my parents uh, used to be teachers for British forces schools overseas. So okay. I used to live in Germany. I grew up for most of my life in Germany. And uh, out there you get like these pockets of British uh life you know um yeah. and wherever there's like little bits of the british forces that were based in germany um there were there were scout groups you know and so they're part of bso uh, which is which is a british gang overseas and um you know that's quite big now and, and bso has groups all over the world as far as like kuala lumpur um lot, lots of asia actually the falkland islands as a group and, and lots of europe as well uh, and so we were kind of part of uh, part of that and so i actually started scouting a group called First Hereford, which was the German town that we lived in, but it was a, it was a British group. And at the time, it wasn't BSO; it was called BSWE, which was British British Scouts Western Europe. Yeah. Okay. So then, um, so have you? What other places have you scouted? You said that you sort of travelled a little bit. Have you scouted anywhere else? Is it mainly just Germany and uh, G- Germany? 
Germany and here, although I did with work live in Gibraltar for a year and I scouted there as well. So um, the uh, when I moved to Gibraltar, uh, BSWE had closed and BSO had become a thing and that was the new area. And um, we we had a BSO network camp in Gibraltar when I was there. So that was quite cool. So uh, network age scouts from uh, places like Belgium, Spain, because it was right on the doorstep of Gibraltar, uh, and other kind of areas of Europe travelled all the way down to Gibraltar. And we went up onto the, the rock um, of Gibraltar and had like a network camp up there. And that was really cool. Um, and I used to kind of, I used to kind of help out a bit at the local Gibraltarian scout group. Um, but it's a bit weird because that was my first proper job in Gibraltar, like that launched my career. And so I was quite focused on that. And so I didn't do as much scouting uh, as I do now, because um, I'm a leader now. But uh, then I just kind of dabbled in it a bit. And I was still a scout. I guess I've always, I've never stopped being a scout. And, you know, even when I was at university, when I didn't do a lot of like week by week scouting, um, yeah. I think every year since 2005 at Eurojam, I've been to a jamboree in the summer. So, yeah. Even when I wasn't doing like week by week scouting, I was still a scout yeah yeah so you've touched a little bit on your careers what do you do when you're not scouting uh so i'm a radio presenter for a radio station that broadcasts to the british forces um got this kind of through like my experience growing up around the military i think it kind of naturally attracted me to that and so yeah we have radio stations all over the world uh, and i currently work at a radio station we have in oxfordshire at raf rose Norton. and um, so uh yeah it's really cool um i get paid to press play you know <laughs> and be on the radio but it's also quite fun because I get to uh, work alongside the British military and create some really uh, interesting and unique content about what they're doing um, I'm also quite lucky that I'm very nerdy about aeroplanes and I work at an RAF base and it's really fun um, so I see planes all the time and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what came first getting into radio that way or being involved in scout radio? Um, good question uh, which around was it? <laughs> Professionally, well, I always say so. I, I was involved in scout radio before I had a full time job in radio, but I already knew I wanted to work in radio before I joined scout radio. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. So I, I kind of knew I wanted to be on the radio for a while, and I went to uni, and my degree is in radio production. So I kind of knew that's what I wanted to do um, yeah. for a long time. Uh, when did I join scout radio? I think it was in 2012. Right. And I went to the Essex International Jamboree and joined the radio team there. And that's how I kind of got into Scout Radio properly. I knew about them because I'd seen them at other jamborees. I think I first saw them at Norjam in 2010. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm studying radio. Because that was about the time I was at uni. So I went up to them and I was like, oh, I study radio. You know, it's cool what you guys do. But I was actually on the, um, the It's a Knockout team at Norjam. And so okay. that, that was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, and I, loved, I loved doing Scout Radio. I absolutely love it. It's really fun. Um, a lot of people, we have a real mix in the team of um, people who do work in radio, people who've like used to work in radio but don't anymore, and some people who've like never worked in radio or just have an interest in it. And so uh, the team is quite diverse in that sense. Uh, and a few people always think that it's a bit of a busman's holiday for me because um, it's like, you know, like for Gilwell Reunion, for example, like I did my breakfast show at work on the morning on that Friday and then I scooted down to Gilwell and I was immediately back on air on the same day doing a different <laughs> radio show with Scout Radio when I got to Gilwell. Um, so it's a lot of radio, I guess, but um, it's it's not the same as being at work because it's a lot more relaxed. 
you know it's it's not it's not serious and um uh, but it but it it's it's well it is it's serious in a different way you know it's it's like it's constantly engaging with scouting in a subject that i love so you know it's, it's fun in that sense it's like it's all about scouting and you know the entire radio station is based around one one thing so you know that's really good fun yeah what would you say has been your uh, best interview that's either work or scout radio Ooh, uh best interview at work uh, i don't know actually so like i think at work it's more about some of the experiences i've got that i enjoy i really like my the, my favorite interviews are when i, when I get, get, get to interview interesting people who do really interesting things so yeah. um for example uh earlier in this year in march i went on a trip flying where there were three c-130 hercules in the air at once and they're, they're the big green ones with propellers that most people can tend to associate with like the raf or military aircraft you know they're pretty <laughs> recognizable um, and they did this incredible training trip and I was on one of them and, you know, they had the ramp down at the back and there was all that. And so doing the interviews about all the technicalities of what it's like to fly in close formation and plan that trip and all the, the skills that go into doing that. I, th those are my favorite interviews. Um, and that, that was probably one of my best experiences with work. Um, Scout Radio, uh, I have interviewed uh, Bear Grylls and Tim Kidd and I've interviewed uh who else we interviewed uh before him wayne bullpit and you know so they're quite interesting with the with the, with the people the senior people within scouting who are you know kind of making the decisions but actually i really like uh, interviewing the young people when we go to events you know we go to like scarefest or a jamboree or you know and you, you talk to them about what they like about scouting they're my favorite interviews with, within scouting nice okay that's cool and i suppose it's like they're very different experiences of interview like what sort of location wise as well um have you are there any like big obstacles with scout radio of like how you actually set up those interviews and those sort of bases at jamborees and stuff yeah so our our studio caravan is uh brilliant and uh, equal parts quite tricky to maintain and and set up sometimes so uh we used to operate without our caravan and we um would just take a pretty much a whole radio studio in bits to events no matter where it was so you know and it, it it takes a lot of effort to like constantly set this one up and plug it in and do everything yeah uh, but with our caravan it's all in there and it's self-contained but that brings with its own challenges because every site we take it to is different so you don't always know if you're going to get power for example <laughs> or you don't know if the site has power where you need it or want it to be um so that's always quite tricky uh, then there's uh, occasionally like problems with connectivity so different sites have different internet access capabilities or yeah. um the, the caravan has its own like 4g antenna so it can connect to the internet on its own but you might happen to be in a, a mobile dead spot so you know there, there are some challenges that, that come with that but by and large it works really well and, and generally we can rock up to an event plug the caravan in it turns on and we have a fully functioning radio studio there to go on on, on site and all of our equipment in the caravan is industry standard you know um it is phenomenal and within our team we have uh two or three professional broadcast engineers and so you know they have set it up to the highest industry standard of technology that you can get and they're amazing and, and so um when we take it to events we always find that especially the young people are like 
pretty impressed when they walk into the caravan and they're like, yeah, wow, there's a radio studio in here. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. So like, what what really attracted you to, I know you said you were studying at the time, but what really attracted you to going like, yeah, this is what I want to do as well with like Scout Radio? Because I could, like you said, it is a bit of a busman's holiday to an extent, mm. but I suppose like what really attracted you to going like, yeah, actually I want to, I want to do that. With Scout Radio? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was that I saw the team at other events having a good time. You know, it was, it was more yeah. about the atmosphere that was created within the team because we're, we're all very good friends and what we do, I think, you know, making radio is really fun. And so we all obviously have a passion for making radio. Uh, and uh, I think being on the team is just, it's just good. You know, it's, it's really hard to describe. It's just, it's just fun because we all get along. We're, you know, we're like a family. And I think, I think most active support units are actually, if you, yeah. you know, a lot of them all get on really well and they socialize with each other outside of scouting events. And, you know, we do like last weekend I was with, um you know some of our scout radio team at a completely non-scouting event we're just hanging out because we like each other you know and so that's 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 really nice um and the, the the best thing about it is that we have new people who want to join all the time and so we love it when new people join the team as well because it kind of extends our family and our friendship group and, and it's really nice so we are like totally open to new people coming and having a go um at cam jam the jamboree just gone in summer in Cambridge we were there um and I was actually the station manager for that for the first time so that was that was interesting <laughs> running that um but uh you know we had three or four new people who'd never been on the team before all trying new things and you know from the start of the week to the end of the week they were like the development you see with people is, is amazing and you see them like they couldn't edit at the start of the week, but now they can edit or they would never have dreamed of reading the news live on air at the start of the week, but by the end of it, they loved it and they were doing it every day. Um, and so that's something else I like about it, seeing the development of people and giving giving people who don't work in radio every day the ability to to do it, you know? Um, and that's why I kind of took a bit of a, a management role within our team for Cam Jam was because I get, I get to be on the radio every day with work. So actually, uh, it was, it, I don't need to be on air, <laughs> you know, because I, but other, you know, other people really want to do that. And so it seems a bit silly for me to take up a slot when there's other people who don't get to do it as often and really want to have a go. So, yeah. That's really cool. Um, so what, okay, and you mentioned that um, Scout Radio is an active support unit. What does that actually mean for some of our listeners that don't know that much about them? <laughs> um, I, I hope I explained this right, because I've never actually properly... <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the official definition of an active support unit is, but I, I guess it is a, a group that supports scouting actively. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so it's like if you're, if you're an adult in scouting and you're not a leader um, and you, you kind of want to be part of it and support it, but you might not necessarily want to or have the time to uh, interact with the young people on a week-by-week -week basis as a leader, you can join an active support unit and they range from activity teams who might run climbing walls or uh, the stilt team are a very good example of an active sport unit and so they go to events and uh, literally run an activity where they get kids up on stilts um you know, <laughs> and oh, other active support units though so there are loads i try and think of some off the top of my head i can't think of that uh, that many but within the media world you know there's, there's us and there's and in another entirely different scout content media team who have photographers and journalists and newspaper uh, editors and all that kind of stuff. And so 
um, it's it's a they are they are groups where people with with maybe bespoke skills or, or maybe not or activity skills can can be part of scouting and um, help support young people without necessarily being a leader, I guess. <laughs> That's really cool. So yeah, it, I suppose it's good like having those options of like that flexible volunteering of like you can still be involved if you can't do you know the Tuesday night every week. Mm -hmm. So it's good yeah, to yeah, absolutely. I, and so most of our Scout Radio team aren't leaders. Um, probably two or three are actually, and the rest of them are. For some, Scout Radio is their only role in scouting, um, but. Uh, that doesn't make them any less of a scout because they're, they're this yeah. role. They're part of you know the association, and um, you still have to do like the training and the module, some some training and modules and stuff like you would if you're a leader. Um, so yeah, it's about it's about finding that role that fits fits you. You know. So um, you said that you've been a leader before. Um, what kind of roles have you had as a leader in scouting? Uh, so I was an explorer leader for a while, um, but I actually didn't like that that much and I think it was because I was I was quite young at the time so I was like 19 20 years old and I was a bit too close to an, to explore age to be an effective leader I think um whereas now I'm like 30 I could probably be an explorer leader now although I really like scouts so um actually yeah so I'm a scout leader now um and I run a group just up the road in, in Burford it's really good actually we're, we're we're not an enormous group we're like just the right size I think <laughs> like down the road in the next town there's another group and they're massive they've got like four scout troops five compacts six oh, beaver yeah. colonies or something in like i don't even think that's an exaggeration they are they are <laughs> massive um and i don't i don't know how they run that that's beyond me whereas like we're just yeah, kind yeah. of like 15 minutes down the road uh, and we have one of each section each section is like pretty much full you know we we have we have waiting lists and we are we're a big group but we're not an enormous group and I like that <laughs> um yeah it's good it's good I really like being a leader uh, and again it's the adults in it kind of really make it for me because we as a leadership team we all get on really well and again we we, we tend to socialize outside of the group or you know when we go for planning meetings it's not it's never a chore yeah so you're gonna go up, go along to these things and have a bit of a laugh and have fun as you do it uh, and every Thursday night when we meet we know we're gonna have a bit of a laugh and, and and the young people are great as well they they're fun to be around and they make it fun as well so um our group is uh, quite healthy at the moment I think yeah that's good and I suppose it's nice that you kind of have that sort of like extra dip in of like oh yeah I get to do my lead a bit you know like as you said on a Thursday night as well as the scout radio stuff yeah, it's two very different sides to scouting, actually. And, you know, I've always said that if you... So, for, for example, in, in 2020, I'm going to the European Jamboree in, in Poland as one of the unit leaders for Oxfordshire. And that is, like, such a different experience than going on staff to a Jamboree. Like, going on staff um, is a far more adult-based experience. And even though you're probably interacting with the young people quite often, especially if you're running an activity or something, uh, you're not with them 24-7. And, yeah. you know, likewise with Scout Radio, when we go to a jamboree, you, you know, they'll, they'll come and have a go at the radio. But then in the evening, uh, it's kind of downtime and you're away from the young people. Whereas when you're a leader, that doesn't happen. So <laughs> they're, they're two two sides of the same coin and they're very different scouting experiences. So uh, I haven't been, been a unit leader once, well, an assistant unit leader once before to uh, the Kent Jamboree. That was all along, I was in 2009. Uh, and since then, I've been on staff. And so... I hope, I hope I, I'm sure I will enjoy it, but 
I'm just quite aware that I'm like so used to being staff at these things and yeah. and having a uh, having a, a, a less young people focused experience that I think this is going to be quite quite different. And then just quickly, what is one of your favourite memories from scouting? Uh, good question. I've met the Queen. <laughs> <where it> was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quite fun. That's it was really young, and it wasn't it wasn't like for like getting my Queen Scout award or anything because I don't actually have that. <laughs> um, I've never been to Windsor. <laughs> um, I uh, met her through a visit it was back when I lived in Germany so I was like 15 or something and uh, we had a she was visiting Germany and uh, as as British scouts in Germany we were like invited to go and, and get to meet her so that was quite fun but I think my, my my favorite experience in scouting or at least one of the memories that really stick out for me was my last participant event that I went to which was Eurojam in 2005 because uh yeah again I was yeah I was about 15 it must have been no no, no, I would have been older, wouldn't I? Uh, seven, 16 or 17. Um, and I went to that and it was the biggest camp I'd ever been to. And it was enormous. And it was, you know, it just blew my mind. Um, and that was like the last big thing I got to do before I became 18. And so that, you know, sticks out as a memory for me. And this is why I'm really keen to be a unit leader for Poland, because I want yeah. to make sure that young people get that same experience and that that probably hooked me to stay in scouting I think because I then became 18 and then went to the world jamboree in 2007 a couple of years later on IST okay. and, and, and they were they were at the same place in the same sites so they were both in Highlands Park in Chelmsford you know and they were two years apart and they were they were on almost identical camp and for one of them <laughs> I was a participant and the other one I was I was suddenly like uh, an adult and uh that really kind of defines the differences in the experiences. But I think having those experiences as a participant are, are really important. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. That's, That's cool. cool. And I suppose they're both very different experiences as well, even though you said like they're almost identical camps. Actually, like you do get so many different experiences, even when you go to the same campsites and same places, you still yeah. get so much out of it. So um, how yeah, can you get- Sorry. Sorry, no, the um, Skype went a bit funny there. Uh, do you want to start that again? <laughs> uh, do you want me to, to go with what I was saying? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, um, so so the World Jamboree, when I was 18, it was a bit of a shock to my sister, I think, because suddenly there was responsibility and things to do and someone saying, you know, you need to do this. <laughs> when you're a participant and you're a young person, you can kind of enjoy it and kind of doss along with it and just, you know, make the most of it. Whereas you do that when you're an adult, but it suddenly you have important things to do and it's you know it's very it's very different yeah cool so um if people want to get involved in scout radio where should they go ah so the best place to go for scout radio is our website which is scout.radio uh that's a thing it, it, you can also go to scoutradio.org.uk as a more conventional web address but we've just uh changed it or added scout.radio um so you cool. can go to either of those uh, you can see um a lot of the events that we've got up to over the last kind of year or so actually no going further back like probably quite a few years so scout radio is 10 years old this year so at Gilwell reunion we celebrated our 10th anniversary and we all got t-shirts made that have every event we've been to on the back which is quite cool um so i like that a lot uh and so you can see all the stuff we've got up to in the past some of the events we've got coming up in the future and there's a contact bit where you can find out how to get in touch if you would like to 
uh, join us or speak to us or talk to us about you know being involved in in the active support unit and it it's more like you mentioned flexible volunteering before it's one of those things where you can kind of give it as much or as little as you can there's no uh there's always something to do whether it's come along to every event or if it's uh help us make some content in the background or if it's just kind of maybe come along to one or two events you know it's it's, it's as much as you can that's cool and are you guys on social media as well yes we are uh, on twitter we are at scout radio and if you just search facebook and, and look for scout radio you'll find us amazing uh well thank you so much alex for coming on to the podcast it's been great sort of interviewing you this time and finding out more about your scouting uh, yeah thank you for having me it's been great and uh, thank you for supporting scout radio and featuring us now twice on your podcast <laughs> and uh, i hope that you uh, end up doing some more stuff with us it'd be really cool yeah definitely definitely can see that happening um so yeah i'll put all the links to your website and uh, the social media stuff in the description as well so if people want to find you there they can thanks. great thanks it's really great um speaking to someone who has a passion that they get to explore sort of like day to day through work but also how they can incorporate that into their scouting which i think is really important like being able to take passions that you have in all walks of life and sort of bring them together and actually hearing alex talk about the opportunities of scout radio and like the stuff he's done with it as well as what he's done through work and just the adventures he's had within scouting it's it's pretty awesome um so like i said um before i have included the links to basically everything scout radio in the description um you can search for them by searching scout radio on uh, instagram facebook twitter online everywhere basically um and if you want to get involved they do have like a contact us bit on the website so do give it a, a look um and yeah there are lots of different events all over the country throughout the year so uh yeah if you follow them you can see where they are and if they're at a camp near you go talk to them go find out if radio or anything in that sort of realm is something you want to get into then do have a chat with them they are all really lovely and just great for even just general advice even if you're like oh i want to explore this and i'm scouty can i have some help um they are great to go and speak to so yeah go and do that um that's it from me uh tune in in two weeks time we'll be interviewing mike from scoutadelic um if you want to get a bit of a sneak peek of what we'll be talking about uh you can by checking out his youtube channel called Scoutadelic and if you check out episode 46 you'll see my lovely face and teaching Mike how to make some campfire donuts so uh, give that a look too. Thanks guys, speak to you soon!